gosh, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bones Brigade Audio Show. I am Larry, and with me, as always, he's here, ladies and gentlemen, Matt, my co-host, Matt. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Here we are, season three. Season three, first episode of the year 2024. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Same to yeah. you. Oh, I'm doing good, man. Very, very stoked to be uh, getting into this one and kicking off our third year of this show in such a huge fashion. Here. Yeah, so here, here we are, episode 49, and our guest today is Tony Hawk, and we're going to be talking primarily about his recent final video part called Tapes You Leave Behind, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Excited to have Tony on. It's kind of cool to be getting into a video that isn't like 30 years old. Yeah. You know, we're, like we're the, we're like right on top of this one. Yeah. We're on the cusp of uh, cutting edge skateboarding here. Yeah. This is definitely the most recent video we've ever reviewed. Definitely. But before we get to Tony, you know, we've kind of got our usual chit chat, but first Matt, I thought, you know, it's the new year. Some new people might be finding us for the first time. So how would you, what is the Bones Brigade audio show exactly? How would you describe this? I would tell, tell anyone um, that is interested that this is a, if you're in, if you're into Paul Peralta and you're into the Bones Brigade, this is the place for you in the podcast world. There's certainly other stuff out there that touches on those topics, but there's nothing out there that dives quite as deep into it as we do. So if you're a so if you're a fan of the old school stuff, uh, all the way up to the, you know, through the new school stuff, the 90s, we we go into video reviews. We do uh, in-depth reviews of pretty much every video that Paul has ever put out. We haven't gotten through them all yet, but we've had some extremely amazing guests on the show. If you're, like I said, if you're a fan, go back and look at the lot, the lineup that we've had. We've had some killer guests, Steve Size, Lance Mountain, Sean Mortimer, you know, Chuck Treese, and a, a Many, many more that I'm that that are no cast less of thousands. We've cast had. of thousands. Yeah. So that's how I would describe it. I would just say like, yeah, if you if this is if this is what you're into, that if Paul Perelta lore and minutia and geekery and skate nerddom is what you're all about, then this is the place. Then join us. Come yes. come aboard. Indeed. So Matt, I had a few hot topics. That's like our silly name for some fun chit chat at the beginning let's start with uh in the mail a little while ago i got the mike v graphic novel mm. the boulevard of eagles that showed up here in the mailbox a few days ago super cool very well done just the packaging the printing the illustration the writing super you've good. been on the boulevard of eagles i have been on the with, boulevard with, of eagles with mike valley yeah that's true yeah. the boulevard of the eagles is the name of the road that is high schools on yeah in edison new jersey super cool i mean you want to it almost sounds like a world war ii movie or something you know the boulevard of eagles <laughs> yeah that's cool that's cool yeah, I, yeah I need it's to check super that good. out yeah, yeah anyone out there i haven't really i haven't bought a comic book or read a comic book in a long time but it, it was is is a good read and an episode or two ago, we discussed that there was a Steve Caballero documentary in the works. And lo and behold, it looks like principal photography has begun on this because Cab has really posted some photos of like him on set being interviewed. Looks no like he shit. went out to Arizona to uh, film that. Yeah. I missed that entirely. 
Yeah. So I guess you, if you're going to do a movie on cab, you start with cab, you know, just That's sit cab down and, and tell, yeah. you know, get the cab story. I thought that that was interesting. So, I mean, when, when he said, you know, there's a documentary coming, he wasn't fooling it's, it's coming. And uh, Lance mountain just put out a couple weeks ago. Uh, he does these cool, really cool. Like, I guess he calls them like capsules capsule yeah. where he does uh you know, he's making skateboard decks and t-shirts and a little zine. So he does these skateboard releases for friends and, or, or some are even like his own pro models, but he did one for, the crest board is that that's the name of that what, how, yeah what, oh yeah, yeah yeah the crest it's like the shield family logo type thing super cool originally came out on powell in 1988 and he kind of redid it i guess the story is it's like an experimental he's put on an experimental shape that he had for one of the future primitive shapes and then he put this crest graphic on it. I don't know. It looked really cool. I had three of the original ones that I wrote. So I was like, I need mm-hmm. to, uh, I was like, I think I need to get this. And I got one. It hasn't showed up yet, but I'm looking forward to checking that out. I had a crest. I had a yellow one. Oh, nice. yellow, yellow dip. Crest. I had a blue With one. red, red, red grip tape. Oh, wow. It was like a, it was like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> You're styling. Yeah, I had the the first one I had was a blue one. That's kind of like the color of the one that he put out. Mm-hmm. And then I had a red one. That one snapped in two. I can't remember how I snapped it. I still have those two. And then I had a third one, a white one. And I don't know what happened to that. So mm. I don't know. Nice. It's missing in action. And then one more thing I wanted to make note of here at the top of the show is we are now in the year 2024. So that marks... 35 years ago, Band This was released. Not possible. So this is the 35th year of Band This. I mean, it was released later on, in like November. November, but, yeah. You know, we yeah. can celebrate this whole year. It's like the year of Band This. So we'll Absolutely. have to do some Bananas, uh, Band This uh, episode. Maybe I'll do like year. a video thing. I can go down to the Sheldon and kind of. Yeah, yeah. You got to do the, get the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, Matt, so Matt here was uh, at the, uh, you know, our loyal listeners know Matt was at the all too well, (laughs) the band, this world premiere, but that's all I had for the beginning. Oh, Matt, one more thing. Your basement went viral for a third time. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on with your basement? Can you explain, please? I don't know, dude. I, I, I I don't know. I, I can't explain it. People uh-huh. like it. People like the basement. Yeah. So f- for those of you who are <laughs> just now hearing this, or if you, in case you don't know, I have basically turned the, so my, my, my basement of my house was once an actual business. So like my a retail my, space. It, yeah, it was. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure it was a, my, the, the bottom was a commercially zoned retail slash business space. And then the upstairs is like a regular house. Okay. So the back room, the, actually, this whole basement, you know, at one time was was like a business, and so like the back, the very back room of my basement, it it just feels like a old retail space, and I, I wasn't really using it for anything. All my storage is up in the attic, so I turned the back room of my basement into like a straight up old school skate shop. So and cool. I put in, you know, like the walls are covered in banners. I have racks of boards. I have it's a lot of reissues and stuff like that. But there's tons of stuff down there that's that's old and OG and vintage. You got the glass. It's a mixture. Case yeah. Yeah. yeah trucks and thing. wheels and videos. Yeah. 
it's, it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous and but it's just it's just fun yeah and um I'll post a you know a, a photo of it on Facebook on some whatever Paul Peralta page or something like that and it, and like it it just ignites every time. So and YouTube last, too is it's yeah gone YouTube wild on YouTube yeah enough so. about that. If, if you want to check it out, you can follow, follow, whatever find me on Instagram or whatever. There's photos of it. My kids mm-hmm. are always hanging around down there and stuff. But it's cool. You'll you'll enjoy it. It's not supposed to be like a a real spot on dead on recreation of like. You're not going to look at it and you, you'll look at it and you'll find plenty wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking at it going like, well, he's, you know, that board's not era correct. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just aesthetically fun. Yeah. It's just don't, for don't, fun. T- don't take yeah. it too seriously. Yeah. I got to get you a, a cash register. I think that'll really take it another notch up or another notch down. No. <laughs> Into nerddom. Yeah. All right. Enough about that. All right. Did you have any uh, hot topics you wanted to toss? No, in? man. I got nothing. All right. This is this episode is the hot topic. Yes. All right. So let's get into it. Here we are to talk about Tony's final video part, "Tapes You Leave Behind," and this was released by Thrasher Magazine on December tenth, two thousand twenty-three, via their YouTube channel and their website. And it stars Tony Hawk, of course. It has cameos from Steve Caballero, Mike McGill. Rodney Mullen, Lance Mountain, Tommy Guerrero, and a vintage cameo of Stacy Peralta. So we kind of knew this video was coming, and it is something that we would have probably discussed like in our little hot topic segment at the beginning of the show. And then when this thing came out, it was just like they're beating us over the head with with the Bones Brigade. So I was like, wow, I think we should uh, dig a little deeper here and uh, give it its own episode. And then, hey, let's ask Tony. He was more than happy to uh, join us, so here we are. And it was produced by 900 Films, filmed and edited by Cameron Sanchez, additional filming by Jared Prindle, and the song is Ultravox, a song called All Stood Still. And this goes, this is like a tribute back to the first and rare Powell Peralta video called Skateboarding in the 80s, which we covered way back, I think it was episode three, maybe. Two. Episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Episode yeah. two. You're right. You're yeah. right. Wow. Which is really episode one. If you're being, you know, yeah. Cause our, yeah. our first episode was really just like a little introduction hey, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just kind trying what, to figure out like what, what I doing. just did. Yeah. But two years ago. Yeah. 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 And uh, the song in the credits is by an artist called Jane and the boy. And that song is called lights up. So yeah, there you have it. That's some of the, uh, credits on um tapes you leave behind behind. and the title of the this video is a lyric from this ultravox song which is almost perfect tapes you leave behind and it's his his final absolutely perfect yeah Yeah. you could also tie it to uh tapes that you missed in in tony hawk's pro skater when you're trying to collect them all (laughs) there you go I've left plenty of tapes behind. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't find them before. I think I left them all behind because I was terrible at that game. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I don't know. So the video is awesome. I just want to, you know, congratulations to Tony on on the hard work into this. And I don't know if we need, usually we would talk about the video, but it's so short and I don't want to repeat too much. We're probably going to talk to Tony about but one thing I thought could be cool to do is when he, you know, posted on his Instagram, like, hey, my video's out, the love 
just poured out and and the thank yous. So I was kind of blown away by like fellow pro skaters and his peers and other companies and skaters. I thought it would be fun to read some of those. I, I mean, I collected up such a uh, quite a bunch of them. And uh, I don't know if people will be interested in hearing that, but I, I don't know. I thought it would be cool. So Matt, we both have a list here. Do you want to uh, take turns reading some of these or you want me to just burn through them? Get into it. Yeah. If you look at Tony's Instagram, you know, it's just like kind of blown away by the love here. So first comment, Steve Caballero says inspirational to its fullest. Thanks for including us on your adventures. We appreciate you dearly. Amazing stuff. My friend heart emoji. Now, real quick, <laughs> I find it interesting, like all these emo like emojis, they just have taken the place of words or actual sentiments. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. True. So as we go along, you will see, I put them in here for, for comedy value. I don't know yeah, if it translates, but yeah, it's kind of fun. So Chuck Treese, in his usual understated way, yo. Yo. He several says. O's, yo. Yeah. Five fire emojis. Ooh, that's hot. Yep. Five, five fire emojis. Michael Burnett, editor of Thrasher Magazine, says, thank you, Tony. And he's got fire and hawk emojis. Dang. Yeah. Adrian Domain, a man of few words. Heart emoji, fire <laughs> emoji, heart emoji, fire emoji, heart emoji. Wow. Just going for it. But I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. And, that's, you know, what else do you need to know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Lance Mountain says, thank you. No emojis needed. No emojis needed. That's all you need Just to right say. Just right to the point. Yep. That's it. Ray Barbie, awesome. And then three hand clap emojis. <laughs> Andy McDonald says, thank you for years of inspiration and on and off your skateboard. And then he has a skateboard emoji, heart emoji. <laughs> Tony Hawk and Andy Mack. Yeah, running doubles. Mike McGill, hand clap emoji followed by eight fire emojis. Wow, that's getting serious. Eight fire emojis. Uh, Ty Evans, filmer and video maker extraordinaire, says yes. <laughs> lots of S's, lots of exclamation points, and three hand clap emojis. Grant Britton, simply amazing. Bobby Puglio, amazing part, never disappoints. Thank you, with an exclamation point. And he's got two hand clap emojis. Raise the roof emoji. Is that? Am I describing that right? Is that? I think word? so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A fire emoji and a heart emoji. We love Bobby. Yep. Jacob Rosenberg, the one and only Jacob Rosenberg. Thank you for your dedication and commitment, Tony. We all benefited from your drive and rigor. And then pray emoji, heart emoji. Man, Jake, uh, spoiler alert, Jake Rosenberg, future guest on the show. Can't wait. Yep. The X Game says, thank you endlessly for being you, heart emoji. All right. We got Pedro Barros. Pure gold. And then the heart emoji. I think the heart emojis is winning this emoji contest. I think here. so. If we yeah. were going to do a, a tally, I think mm -hmm. heart would be winning. Yeah. Yep. All right. Birdhouse Skateboard says, thank you for your service. And they have a salute emoji. Ooh, nice. Shane Rouse. Awesome in so many ways. That first 10 minute unofficial bones video was awesome. Got a copy from Stacy. He converted to European format. So it could be passed around and then thumbs up emoji. Very cool. Shane Rouse, under, underrated freestyler. Absolutely. Van says, double raise the roof emoji. <laughs> yeah. What? Rune Glyphberg. 
so sick tony and then the muscle flex emoji Ooh, he brought out the muscle flex that was a pretty sick one but i mean it's it's appropriate yep reese nelson raise the roof emoji fire emoji <laughs> and then another raise the roof emoji raise the roof is catching up yep yep willie santos love you tony burning heart emoji star emoji muscle flex emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is insane Grayson Fletcher says, so sick, guys. Awesome, Tony. Absolutely. Yep. And then last but not least, John Holland. Lightning bolt emoji leading it off. Legendary in every sense of the word. Thank you, Tony and the Bones Brigade for inspiring and shaping so many of us. Lightning bolt emoji closing it out. And we are going to stop there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I look today and there's probably like. 10,000 comments or whatever, you know, yeah, it's just like it's explosive. Yeah. So there's a few fun comments from names I'm sure you recognize, but uh, Matt, I think it's time to bring out Tony. I think so. Let's, All let's right. do it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tony Hawk. All right, Tony, thanks so much for joining us today. Sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we wanted to talk all about your new video part. You know, it was something we were going to mention and probably talk about on one of our episodes. But then when I watched it, I mean, you're just hitting us over the head with nods to the Bones Brigade, you know, with the the title of the video and the reference to the skateboarding in the 80s video. I was yeah. like, we got to do, you know, this deserves a deeper dive. And then I thought, hey, why don't we just ask Tony if you would jump on for a few minutes and give us a little behind the scenes info and you said yes. And here we are. We're super, super stoked. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for considering me. I wanted to start real quick. How was your bones brigade experience experience last month? It was fun. I mean, it was, it was a little overwhelming just cause it was two days in a row and mm -hmm. different crews every day, but everyone was so thankful and engaged. And I mean, at some point it, it felt I don't know. I mean, at some point, you know, we're just we're just droning on and on about our own stories and whatnot, and and it, and sometimes it feels self indulgent. But then everyone was really into the story, so yeah. So I was thankful for that. And meeting everyone one on one was probably the most meaningful to me um, because people, everyone had their individual stories and their and their sort of reasons that skateboarding and or Bones Brigade inspired them through their life and. It's really fun to meet everyone who's sort of been there from the who who started skating from those early days and how it still kind of directs their life and their their decisions and and you know some of them don't even skate anymore but they still hold it so dear. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I was there at, on uh, Sunday. I was there the second day. So, Sunday was was definitely more hectic and less interactive. Mm -hmm. Just because there were the amount of people. For sure. Yeah, I was like the, I think Saturday was a smaller, intimate group. It was a 20 yeah, to um, 200. I think that, yeah. What was it? The, the first day seemed like it was like less than 80. maybe hundred. I don't know. Yeah. 80 people or something like that. Oh, 80. Yeah, yeah. 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 The hardest part for me was I didn't really consider when I saw the schedule that uh, we would be skating the combi in a sort of demo fashion. Okay. It was more labeled as casual vans park session you know casual combi session and, and so i thought that we were going to be skating with everyone that was in attendance ah okay and then as we got out of the van and i i was actually on vacation right before then so i hadn't been skating at all 
we got out of the van and everyone's just around the combi waiting for us. And it was like, oh no, this is demo time. Yeah. So that was a, that was a little hard to snap into right then, but it was fun. Yeah, it's like a s- sneaky uh, distributor demo, like in the 80s. Like, oh, we're just going to go check out the shop. And then you're like, okay. And then you show up and it's like, demo yeah, time. I mean, <laughs> I should have had the foresight to know that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just naively, I was thinking, oh, we're going to skate with everyone. Yay, that'll be cool. Yeah, I had a great time. I hope they do uh, another one that could be uh, pretty interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's talk Skater of the Year for for a moment. So, of course, you were the first winner of Thrasher Magazine's Skater of the Year in 1990, and now 33 years later, nominated again. How how did that happen? How did they <laughs> how did they let you know? Well, I mean, I guess it's the comeback. Um, from a well, leg it's de- I definitely there is a you know there there is a system in place. And there is a schedule that people try to adhere to, to be nominated. It's, you know, it's, it's not very, it's very transparent these days where it used to be sort of this dark secret. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people are trying to release their videos near the end of the year. For me, I had been working on this video more for fun um, before I got hurt. I would say I started it around four years ago. Okay. And then after I got hurt, I didn't even think about it. I mean, honestly, like I feel, I feel like I just compartmentalized the fact that I had ever even started it because I didn't think I was ever going to get to a a skating level that I'd be able to jump back into it. Mm -hmm. And then as I started finally, uh, as I started a a better trajectory of my recovery, things started to fall into place with my skating. and, And then I decided, oh yeah, I could probably finish that video I started. So I had to look at what I had done and then tried to figure out how much more I could do to get it to a complete state. And as I started to, as I started to get tricks for it, stack clips, so to speak, Mm -hmm. it was so exhausting and so emotionally draining that I realized there's, I don't have the energy for this again. Like this, you know, it was a fun project when it started and now it's become this sort of giant mountain to overcome and I knew, I would say after I shot my second trick, you know, the, the second time around that that was it, like this was going to be the last thing that I would work on that would be more a cohesive skate video. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that if I got it done by the end of the year, I could submit it. To, I could give, it was more like I could give it to Thrasher to host because we hadn't really been active on Ride Channel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. With all that combined, it was like, well, then maybe I could just throw it in there for the end of the year. And like everyone else mm-hmm. is trying to get Skater of the Year nominations. I, you know, for me, it was just more of a fun idea. And then I hit up Burnett and uh, he was receptive. So that's, that's how it happened. Um, that's cool. The tricky part for me was that I finished it late October because they said they needed the videos by November. Um, and then they sat on it and then they didn't clear the music on the date that they were going to release it, which is actually <laughs> December. Yeah. So to have, you know, you work so hard in a video and you want it to be fresh and then it, it, it sits in a queue for a month. It's a little frustrating, <laughs> For <laughs> sure, for sure. I, I'm not going to complain. It's incredible, man. So did you think, I'm just wondering, so you're up for skater of the year. Did you start to think like, if I go skate my ramp today, is there going to be suddenly a surprise party and Burnett's going to come out with the, the, the trophy? I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I allowed myself to indulge that thought. No, I, okay. I don't. And honestly, 
It was fun to be in the, it, you know, it was fun to be a finalist. It was mm-hmm. really fun that people were even thinking about me in that realm, but mm-hmm. I would have felt really strange if it happened. Like I, I would, it would take away from what modern skateboarding is now and, and what people consider the the path to being the most respected skater of the year or, or of that publication. So mm-hmm. You know, it would have been a fun novelty, but I think I would have felt really guilty and I probably would have handed it off. Honestly, that would like, that was the only time that I allowed myself to think in those terms was like, if I do get this, I'm passing it right on. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Who would you have passed it to? Probably Pedro, just based on the videos I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the minutia of what everyone's doing all year long, (laughs) but I did watch all the videos Mm -hmm. and I, and I thought that Pedro was cheating death at every turn yeah yeah it's pretty crazy <laughs> i think that's a good yeah. assessment yeah all those videos are it's starting to get beyond me now <laughs> some of the tricks people are doing oh yeah i mean it's it's i just you know it's apples to oranges skating is an art form so mm-hmm. who's the best no one no one's the best yeah um but you know for for the kind of skating i'm interested in and the sort of nar factor that's that's what i that was my take but i thought miles was amazing too so it's just you know, who, who's your favorite artist? Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was, it would have been cool. if They would have got it. I thought there'd be a really cool story there. You know, you're, you know, you're the first winner of skater of the year. You had a leg break. He came back with this video part, boom, give it to Tony. I think there, that would be a really cool story. Oh, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. But like I said, I was just happy to be considered. And I mean, the idea that I filmed my entire video in one place, Mm-hmm. that's Where true it's trying to find the the you know the nbds and the forbidden the forbidden spots and i'm yeah. just at my happy place doing my thing so um, i think you i just some i really NBDs appreciate in there, it though oh yeah i was trying to do stuff that was new absolutely yeah. um but i you know I, I appreciate that that people noticed that and and that it wasn't just like oh my god here we go again fucking vert button <laughs> i think i like i think i like watching vert now more than street skating I went it is backwards. it was fun the stuff that i was doing because it, it translated to street in a lot of ways so i think that if it was a lot of the crate you know not, not that i'm doing that stuff but anymore but if it was any of the big 540 variations and flip you know, to body rail stuff, that stuff doesn't translate very well because no one, they don't have any context to it. But when you're doing shove it lip tricks, they get it. So you started this about four years ago. I was kind of curious how you would decide, are you always having someone film you? And then if a session gets heated and, uh, you know, things start popping off, you know, the cameraman's there to kind of capture it. Or one day do you just decide, let's start a video tomorrow? What what's the kind of beginning genesis? Well, for this one, it was I had some ideas of stuff I wanted to do over my my bridge channel gap, mm-hmm. and a couple of them were tricks that I had done, but not that in that great of a distance. And a couple of them were things that I had never done before. And I figured if I'm gonna if I'm gonna grind it or or clear any sort of distance, I might as well do it over the gaps. So the original idea was just it was gonna be a gap video. Okay. And I have a production company in our office. So the ramp is actually the warehouse area of my office that, that, um, where, uh, that houses 900 films. It used to be the foundation, but not anymore. And then we do, um, we do events and we do 
licensing. We do birdhouse and and the, a lot of stuff in the building. So mm-hmm. on almost any given day, I can hit up Jared or Cameron who do 900 films to kind of stop what they're doing and come film for mm-hmm. an hour or two. But in this case, a lot of it was was pre-planned. So it was very much like, all right, Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 or or Wednesday. Usually, usually my hours are 11 to 2 because my daughter gets out of school at 3. So the, that's the adult swim hours on my ramp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the time I, I'm shooting video. Um, and so if the, if the directive is to get a trick, they'll, you know, there's a, there's a cadence to, to my whole office. And and so they'll shut down the ramp for that two hour period so that I can just do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind skating with a couple of people, but I'm not going to be learning a trick during a heated X game session. Yeah, of course. For sure. Which is basically after three o'clock at my ramp is like X games finals every day. <laughs> Is it just homies or is it like open to the public or how does that work? Uh, not open to the public. You got to be vetted for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely, you know, I've just, I've just been sued too many times to just let people skate, but it's more, it, you know, when you're looking at like, if you, if you showed up on a weekday in the afternoon, it's going to be Jimmy Wilkins and Alex Pearlson and Shay Donovan. I'm missing much. Uh, Paul Luke Ronchetti, you know, it's just it, Reese Nelson. It's, it's the crew. So coming back after the leg break, when did you come up with the idea for kind of a tribute to the past, the skateboarding in the eighties video? Did you want to use that song or did that idea come a little later? Uh, That came later. I started to, as we were nearing the end, I started to try to consider a song because I know the, the struggles of, of clearing music. And so I knew I had to start, I had to be proactive to pick a song even before we had an edit done mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I, I had the experience, I've had the experience with many videos, but mostly Saturdays in trying to clear music and you you have this whole video finished. Everything's exactly the way you want it to the music. And it's like, you, sorry, you can't get that one song and either you have to delay it or, or pay through the nose. Yeah. Um, and so with this, I was trying to figure out a song. I was trying to figure out something that that sort of spoke to me in terms of finality. And at some point, I I was I can't remember how I, I we were talking about that video. We were watching that video, and um, Kevin Staub and I are huge fans of punk and new wave, like early stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that song, how Stacy used that Ultravox song, and how like it kind of it wasn't appreciated very much in terms of how revolutionary I thought that was. And, and that video was so underground. Yeah. Um, no one fact, really knows know about how that. It, yeah. No one knows about it. And no one really knows where it got released. I feel like he just made it for skate shops Okay, and it was made in 1981. So there were very few skate shops and the, even fewer of them had VCRs. Right. So I don't know where it ever ended up, but I always had a copy of it and I just thought, well, this is, you know, the whole song is sort of, it's the, the, one of the lines is tapes you leave behind, but the song is sort of about end of days and um, how the world stood still, all stood still. So I thought there was some good connection to it. Yeah. It's Um, almost perfect because of that tapes you leave behind lyric is like in it, you know, it's it's like, and you're considering it your last part. It's like pretty great. So I decided that that would be the song or hope that would be the song and, mm-hmm. and just sort of submitted it to, I told Burnett, I told Thrasher, this is the song. And then I realized that that was that for lack of a better 
term was the first skate video. Yeah, yeah. I think it would probably hit a little too early for the the VCR boom. And there's one, but but that was the first like cohesive, comprehensive skate video. It's, It's I think it's like seven minutes long or yeah, yeah, maybe a little longer. And I'm the first skater in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little opening so, montage. You're... Right. So I figured, like, I'm the first skater in the very first skate video. Then I want to use the same song for my last video. Yeah, um, and you and do then, the f- the first trick is the same, you know, like Ollie in the air. So that was that's where that whole thought process went. And so then I I shot an in the air trying to match the same angle and and the same uh, the same style that I did in that Bones Brigade video. And around that time, I was skating with Cab and Mike, who were, you know, they they just, they come in, don't skate for weeks at a time and can do all, all the stuff they do. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that Mike and Steve are in that video. So maybe one day while we're skating together, they can shoot tricks that are in that video that they did. And then we did that. And then there was, uh, you know, then that opened up to, well, I would rather have the Bones Brigade, you know, I, I know. It, it's tricky when you say Bones Brigade because it encompasses so much and there's so many sure. different eras of Bones Brigade, but but the one that people associate with mostly are those skaters, Steve, Mike, Lance, Tommy, and Rodney, right? Exactly, yep. So I figured if I got Mike and Steve in it, I want to ask Lance and Tommy. Rodney is just, is the mystery because he doesn't skate on camera. He doesn't, you know, he, he like he famously said, I don't want to rot in public. Yeah. So to get a Rodney clip, I knew it was going to be next to impossible. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that I told Rodney the idea and he said, oh, I actually shot something for someone's birthday video for a close friend. Oh, wow. And it's that, it's that trick that where I I forgot what it's called, but where he goes from the rail, steps in one foot and then Mm -hmm. catches it 50, 50 Casper and flips it over. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think that trick is in the, is in the bones. Isn't that, isn't that bones brigade video? And he sends it to me and it's, it's the exact same angle. It was wow, like, it just lucked so out. Great. It was magical. When I, when I got it, I got chills. I was like, I cannot believe I have a current yeah. video of Rodney Mullen and it matches this project that I'm doing. That's so obscure. Um. So then it was like, oh, okay, this is happening. So then I, I hit up uh, Tommy. Tommy was on a plane to Japan and he said, well, I think I shot something in the same driveway as the bones brigade video show because tommy was not oh, in future that. future primitive sorry future primitive but tommy was not in mm-hmm. that yeah. video i think future primitive was his first video yep, pal video yeah. mm-hmm. yep. okay so what i was trying to do is is honor them in the first pal videos they were in mm-hmm. so right good. yeah lance so gets extra said, credit he put the uh matching colors of clothes on he had the yellow shirt and the gray oh shirt. well so lance's was the last thing we got okay so Tommy said, oh, I shot something in this driveway. I'm going to Japan. I can't shoot anything in the next couple of weeks, but if you can use that, that's cool. And then, you know, that just happened to kind of match the shot. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. And then I told Lance the whole idea and and Lance being the perfectionist to a fault that he is, he's like, well, I, I think I should do an invert over the channel. And I was like, that sounds great. That sounds where, perfect. You know, yeah. how, where can we do that? And we both agreed the van's, vert ramp would be the best place but it was closed because there were there's this crazy kink in the face wall hmm. and i'm not really sure i don't know why they closed it but it's been, but it's been closed for weeks and he doesn't ride for vans i don't ride for vans anymore we're kind of <laughs> at a disadvantage 
to trying to get in there or a special permission. No one, no one else has got a channel around. That's like a non thing anymore. Not really. I, I feel like I'm not sure. Bright. Is there Bryce. one on the chin ramp rebuild? Is there a channel on that one? Oh yeah, we're not going up there though. No, <laughs> yeah, that's far. That's a haul, dude. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, also that channel's big. That channel's six feet. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't like desperate times. I probably would have made a drive up there to get the shot, but that channel's too big. So I texted C Van Doren and tried to, you know, this is like coming from someone who doesn't know these videos. It's really hard to explain what I'm trying to do. He obviously didn't really understand, but he was he was supportive. So he called me. Uh, and then I explained it to him and he's like, I think, I think we could let you in there. I think, you know, I think it'd be all right. Maybe it, it might be wet. We were doing it within the next week and he's like, it might be wet, but you know, maybe I can get someone to help dry it. And, and yeah, you know, you guys can do that. He's, he's the best. Like he's just the best dude. Mm. Always. Yeah. Always supportive, you know, always shows up, always cooking hot dogs, whatever. <laughs> so the day comes and we're trying to do it kind of before they're open so that we don't cause a scene there. And it's like, I think we're supposed to meet there at 10 a.m. It's like nine o'clock. I just dropped my daughter off from school. I'm in my car. Steve calls me and he's like, yeah, it's it's a little wet, but you know, the weather looks like it's clearing up and we're up, we're here mopping it. So it should be all right. <laughs> he was there cleaning the ramp, drying wow. it for us. That's amazing. Awesome. When we got there and oh, then we cool. got there and it was dry. That's and awesome. Lance did it like fourth try. <laughs> Perfect. I messaged uh, Tommy this morning. I had to know if he went all out and did the same exact driveway. And he wrote me back and he said, I'm not sure, but it's on the same block. I was in Japan <laughs> when he asked me, and that's all I had on my phone. Wish I had more time to try an actual trick with the uh, shrug emoji at the end there. So that's another one. It was like pretty, pretty close just by happenstance. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's right. I should have, you know, I definitely should have given more time for this. And well, the irony is that we did have plenty more time because, it, you know, just sitting on Thrasher's mm -hmm. <laughs> desktop. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was, it was close enough. Like it really was super cool. So. I was so blown away by the, by the Mullen cameo. I, I, I messaged Larry right away. I was like, that might be like legitimately the last time the world sees Rodney Mullen do a old school flatland freestyle trick ever yeah maybe but he just he just had let's just say he just had a procedure that may allow him to oh sort of renew his skating okay yeah i was okay, trying good. to remember the q a from the bones brigade experience he mentioned something like uh maybe did he have knee surgery i can't remember like he's he, he had he a hip in, replacement oh, okay yeah it sounded pretty bad i just couldn't remember if it was his knee but I he but he according to him he's has a whole new lease on life he doesn't he doesn't have a, a limp anymore he is it literally is taller so wow. wow yeah and i feel like that's gonna give him a second shot that's great and there he's got a trick in the credits too it looked like he was on a pier somewhere yeah he, well somewhere. he gave me he he said he, he shot one thing for someone's birthday and he shot something else for same type of thing like a request from someone and and mm -hmm. i'm like i would love to have both of them if i can and so uh, of course, if I get two Rodney clips, I got to use both. Yeah. You also have the, uh, the Stacy reaction cutaway shot in there from skateboarding in the eighties. That's super yeah, great. So that was the only one I couldn't recreate. He didn't want to do it. Oh man. Oh, that would be, uh, <laughs> that would be cool. I had him, I had him in my office. I had him on the ramp 
and he he wasn't down. Oh, I have to respect oh, that. So. Oh. oh yeah, it would have been when they signed all the boards. He was down there. Was yeah, when you do it, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. And I showed him the I showed him the cut, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't sway him. Oh man, that sucks. That would have been awesome. Another thing I noticed, you have an Oasis skate park T-shirt on. I think it looked like maybe it was during the final day, and, you get, and then you get the champagne oh, yeah. spray. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah, another yeah. cool nod that uh, you put in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I felt like it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Joel Gomez sent me that, and um, I just thought, oh, that's the right time to wear it because that was the first park I ever rode. So, what were some of the hardest tricks for you to get? in this video or, or what were some that you thought you might have to battle that came real easy? God, that's a good question. I have to go back and look. I think the Nolly, Nolly big spin lip slide mm-hmm. was a battle that I actually did it before I got hurt, but I remember it. I think it took a couple of days. Oh, wow. That ridiculous grind body varial thing. It, it was kind of silly, but at yeah. some point it just became a mission because mm-hmm. it's something that I had done before, not over the gap, but on a flat wall. And so that, and it, that was after I got hurt. So I was battling my limitations on my leg and, and trying to do it over the gap. And, and that one took a couple of days. And the one I made was like completely by force. Mm-hmm. The last trick was not my intention. Well, the, the board slide five Oh five Oh on the bench. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually was trying to do, I was trying to do blunt backside blunt slide. So blunt slide oh, wow. 180 in and I was getting close, but I'm not good with ledges. I'm better with coping. So that bench is a ledge is, you know, like a street ledge mm-hmm. and I'm better with popping in off of coping for obvious reasons. And so I couldn't get the right pop going backside blunt slide. And then I mistakenly left the bench up uh, in position at my ramp and Maybe two days later, I saw a video of Tom Shar doing a frontside blunt slide on it, but mm. he was doing it in a line. Oh, so wow. it was just like his way of going from point A to point B. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not. It's like a I setup want, trick for him or something. It's a setup trick. Yeah. Going frontside. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to do an ender going backside, <laughs> which is easier. Like, I, I don't even want, I don't even want to do that now. Like it was literally like I had tried it for two days. And then I saw that and I said, I'm not even trying that anymore. That's, that's ridiculous. And so then I started thinking, how can I use that thing in a new way? And then I thought maybe a board slide on it and then 180 in like pop off of it and actually land down going forward. And so I started trying that and I just couldn't really pop off enough. And then one time my truck hit the coping on the way in and that was, that's what triggered that. You're like, like that's, that's how I'll get idea. out of this. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah, that's the way to do it is to, is to like grind my way down to make it easier. Mm-hmm. And so I did it the next day. So great. And then that was kind of like, once I had that, I was, I just thought, okay, that's, that's the, that's the scariest kind of hardest thing that I've done. And so that's probably the end. Yeah. That's one that's kind of easy for my brain to comprehend because a few years ago, you kind of started developing a lot of lip tricks, you know? So I'm watching this video and my brain starts to fill in the, you know, the, into the middle of the trick and my brain starts filling it in. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, there's a shove it or a body varial here. Like what's, you know, there's this crazy stuff happening at all times. Yeah. There were a few things that 
uh, some of those clips were just things that that happened spontaneously one day and we were there skating or we were about to do a podcast and it was like and then i would that th those were the ones that were like hey jerry do you mind shooting this real quick and and then we would get some clip it usually wasn't the the best lighting or the best sort of scenario and a couple of them i didn't use okay. um just because they looked so haphazard mm -hmm. and haphazard also in the landing like there was one where i did a I don't remember I did like a, how do I explain it? It's like a half cab body varial 5.0 to fakie. Mm -hmm. And my landing was super sketchy because I ate shit the one before. So I was just desperately trying to make one. Nice. And then uh, there was one I did at Alley Backside Smith over the gap. And that was the first trick originally. And and I don't know, it just didn't look, it didn't look that great to me. Like it, it, it didn't look hard, even though it was super scary. Mm -hmm. I also really liked it's like the thumbnail of the video, like the the crail like over. I don't know. I was calling it like a, a crane, oh, yeah, like uh, sugar cane. Yeah, I wrote down a sugar crail or a crail cane. I didn't know what to call it. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, I I did that. I was doing. I think I just did a crail slide for a photo, and my tr I actually overturned it. My truck, truck got hit. in there. Yeah. Yeah, and then that was like, oh, maybe that's that's something new. And then I started trying it. And the first one I tried to make, I let go of it too late and I hung up. And it was a pretty heavy slam. In fact, I think it was it was out there for a while. I was making the rounds because hmm. I shared it. So in that in the video, if you see me do it, you see me let go super early because I was just being careful because <laughs> I didn't want to slam again. Yeah. I also wrote down the stale fish, the Smith grind over the gap. Super awesome. Oh yeah. That one I just kind of found buried in footage because that was the only clip that uh, didn't have the bridge on it. Okay. Oh, so that was actually the oldest clip in, that I had in that video. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no deck at that on that yeah. clip. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I found that in my photo library. I, I barely remember doing it, but um, I think that was even pre COVID. So. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about, so Cameron Sanchez and Jared Prindle, they're your guys at 900 Films. You've been working with them for years. How was it working with them? They knew it was going to be your last video at some point. So did they know they had to kind of step up their game too? Uh, yeah, I would credit Cameron with with really leading the charge because he's the one who, well, he understood the importance of it to me and he made himself available whenever I needed um, mm -hmm. and and edited it. And and Jared did a good job getting second angles and, and everything else. But I would say Cameron is the one who Cameron actually he documented my whole recovery from my broken leg. And sometimes he was doing it and I didn't even realize he was doing it. And he has since made an entire documentary on that. Oh wow. And uh I think he's he's still working on it. I saw I, he showed me a rough cut of it um a couple weeks ago. Uh I think he's gonna try to shop that around to a network or a streaming service or something okay. but um it was weird to not realize that he was doing this complete project you know i thought he was just sort of grabbing clips here and there for whatever we might need at the office mm -hmm. um but he had a much bigger project in mind so i'm telling you that just because he understood how heavy this was but he was also kind of on the dl grabbing stuff for his own project interesting yeah, I would see their names all the time. Actually, I think I, I did meet uh, Cameron one time. Uh, he came up to Long Beach to shoot Mike V for something for the Ride Channel. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was Cameron 
who came up and did that. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron grew up skating in San Diego. He used to skate with Willie a lot. Uh, Jared has been in the skate scene for close to as long as I have. And oh, wow. he actually did, he did the one-on-one video. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Falling That's down. Cool. He used to yeah. live near Adam, Adam McNabb. And he, he was at one point he was shooting Adam and, uh, met Nottis and Nottis said, do you want to do our video? Like, I guess <laughs> nice. so. That's cool. Yeah. I always remember he had those cool, he would film, like he would project a film onto like these cool, I don't know. They almost look like some kind of is like in a factory. Like, I don't know. Each person had like their name on and there was like these big, it looked like yeah. a, a locomotive thing. I don't know. It's just really cool for the time. Cause videos got really stripped down and this was a thing like cool and creative that was popped in at that time. All right, Matt, did you have anything to throw at Tony? I guess, um, what, what, I mean, how do you feel about this being your last video part? I mean, is it, is it, is it surreal? Is it sad? Is um, it... It's, uh, I mean, it, I'm relieved, honestly. Like I, I, at some point I was obsessing on it so much that it kind of was unhealthy that I was willing to risk my body and, and my peace of mind just to get this thing done. So at some point when I did feel like I had closure on it, I was just like, yes, that's it. Like, I don't have to worry about that element anymore and you know i used to drive myself crazy with tricks and and tricks that were like tricks that were just a three or four second clip that <laughs> yeah if that a, a, an average skater didn't care or understand but it you know i it meant everything to me in that moment so to have that sort of behind me has been very liberating that's that's how it feels i mean like today i was skating and i didn't have some great directive i didn't have yeah. something that was that was punishing it was just more like Cool. Just enjoy the session. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's weird, man. For for me, it's, it was liberating. It was uh, for sure. And, and, you know, people kind of accuse me like, I've heard you say it's your last, this, your last, that I go, that's true. I did some tricks for last time, Mm -hmm. but to put together a, you know, three minute video that is comprehensive is something i just don't want to do anymore because it's it's too much it's too much it's too big of a project it's too exhausting Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm happy to do you know little social media clips for sure yeah of course how do you know when it's done how do you know when you have enough footage or (laughs) you're kind of editing as you go along and and cameron would be like Uh, i think we need like 30 more seconds or I was pretty methodical about how many tricks I wanted to get. I, I actually went back and looked at the video parts I've done over the last 10 years. And I counted how many tricks were, each, were in each one. Okay. Um, and then figured like, I want to get the average of that at the very least, if not more. And so then I would get the stringer from Cameron. Like, what do we have so far? And I counted the tricks and then I had an, I had a, running list of tricks I wanted to do. I was had a tally of how many tricks I've done. And then when I got to actually I have it on my notes right here. <laughs> Let's see. Was there was there something you didn't get? Is there something that you battled? Oh and, so uh, many. Seen? Oh really? Okay. So a, yeah the list is uh, the list is always endless. Yes. Okay. So we're um, we'll get a sequel in a couple years then right come out come out of the video retirement. Yeah, no <laughs> the the ones that I didn't do or, or there was good reason for them. Can you give us so, a, a hint at one or you don't want someone to steal it? Oh, no, I don't care. Um, oh, I did. So I tried to do backstage up at Frontside Smith over the gap, which wow. is something I've done on the flat wall in an iPhone clip. 
and I tried it for a whole session um, and only locked into it twice. And so I just, I couldn't do it. I wanted to do alley-oop, big spin, backside lip, which is something that I've done uh, on the flat wall, but uh, I, I wanted to do it over the gap. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. What else? I was going to do shove it to, let's see, backside, backside shove it to frontside hurricane to fagy, which is kind of like backside mm -hmm. shove it to blindside feeble to fagy. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. But oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to go with Reese because she does it. She says frontside hurricane to fagy. So that yeah, makes sense. Um, yep. Frontside cab 5 0. I just don't have the aim for that anymore. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, well, the one trick I really wanted to do and what made me not try it was uh, I wanted to do it. I used to be able to do 360 Ollie to, to backside board slides. So, like, yes. to, I to love that. Slide yeah. 180 in. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do over the gap. Wow. And I haven't even tried that trick since I got hurt. And I knew it was going to be hard to to clear it, to do it. And again, Tom Shar started trying it and he couldn't, I mean, he spent a while on it. I watched him in real time. He didn't know that it was something I wanted to do, mm -hmm. but I watched him in real time. And I was like, if Tom Shar can't make that, I'm, there's no way I don't have a chance. <laughs> How big is that gap to give viewers it's, a it's little eight perspective? Feet. Eight feet. And oh. he, he, it's eight feet. And he, when he would try that trick, he would clear the whole thing. He didn't even need the bridge. Okay. Wow. And he got super close, but but he didn't do it. Oh, mm -hmm. the last trick I wanted to do, I will tell you this. This is the one that I tried before the um before the board slide to 50. I wanted to do alley oop, frontside alley oop tail grab to sort of backwards nose grind along the along that ledge. Mm -hmm. So almost like a almost like a nose bonk, but trying to to really hold it in place. Yeah. Wow. I locked into it a few times, but I just couldn't once my truck got sort of in that position in that pinch i couldn't lift it off using my tail grab so i just gave up uh -huh. and and it's frontside alley you, you can't see shit so <laughs> i didn't really i wasn't enjoying the process <laughs> wow so we all know that your favorite powell video part is ban this you're on the record as saying that but as this is your final one like what is your favorite video part you feel like you've put out in your in your career if you had to if you had to nail down one as the defining part what would you say um saturdays was the one that i definitely put the most work and the most risk into i think it was shot over the course of maybe two years but there are things in there that i never even want to consider like i mean obviously i'm not going to try any of these things going forward or very <laughs> few of them but almost every trick in that video i don't ever want to revisit <laughs> yeah Oh, that's yeah, a good that, answer. That's a yeah. That's a great video. All right, last fluff question because I gotta ask your favorite, your personal favorite graphic, Tony Hawk graphic on Powell. Oh, I'm. I think it's just the one that everyone knows. I mean, the, that's, the, that's the, the one screaming that had the chicken skull. Yeah, I mean that one. That one went for ten years. Yeah, and it's the it's the one that everyone identifies with, and it's you know it's kind of it's almost locked in folklore because I can't really use it unless I get approval from george george can't really use it and he gets approval from me so the only place that we do ever use it is is in those reissues yeah he did allow me to to use it on, on the lakai shoe boxes which was huge oh that's cool so i felt like that was that was an olive branch to being able to do it maybe mm -hmm. do it in the future well yeah, that's a good I answer mean, yeah, yeah i just didn't know if it so was like iconic. some esoteric you know if it was like the 
claw or the one of the weirder later ones um i like the claw but but i also just like the claw because it was finally like i got to do something new right <laughs> that's why i thought maybe uh, the chicken skull wouldn't be the answer because you were you ran it for so long yeah, yeah but i mean i think it's just more that after so many years and when you look back at something like that it's kind of like looking back at thrashing or gleaming the queue it just seems so cheesy at the time but people did love it and they have such fond memories of it and it's like i embrace it i love it and and so that graphic as as sort of played out as it was it's iconic and so i i appreciate that people identify with it and and i embrace it yeah so tattooed on so many people too yes yeah it's crazy riley has the claw oh wow I oh, does he really yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah i remember going to um splash skate shop it was the the day of the world premiere of band this oh yeah um, matt you should tell him you met tony at the band this premiere matt I is in st louis the band this premiere yeah. in st louis yeah yeah oh wow and um i remember i was riding a neil blender gns and i went through the line and I got everyone's autograph and I was like, fuck this GNS. And I went home and I set my Tony, my black dip Tony Hawk chicken skull back up. I was like, oh no. Oh, oh yeah. Brought it out of retirement. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, well, I, I, <laughs> I applaud, I, I, I support anyone riding Neil Blender boards. So. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But cool I was just me. like, yeah, I was just in the Powell zone then. I was like, man, I can't be sure. I can't show up to this demo or this, uh, Autograph signing on a GNS and oh well yeah I'm know. sure you know by now not we never cared oh yeah I know I know for sure that's amazing maybe Mike maybe Mike cared <laughs> <laughs> all right Tony man we thank you so much for taking the time to talk all about tapes you leave behind um, I've been sure. watching it every day it's been out for about a week now I think I mean just today I keep I keep going back and revisiting it congratulations on it it's super it's super great and. Uh, I think I'm going to go have to go uh, cancel my Thrasher subscription. I'm really bummed out that they uh, they didn't give you Skater of the Year. No, no, it's okay. It was I it know. was in their best interest. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I'm just kidding. Here, I want to uh, show you guys something. Wait, what is it? Okay. Oh, well, I see you got the four first. inverts back there. The, so that the new right and old. there, that right there is from uh, the Chin Party scene. Oh, that okay poster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So screen used. Amazing. Screen used. Yeah. In yeah. fact, it's got a crease in it because I, I just folded it up. Folded it up. Hey, I've asked so many people. Maybe you can remember this. So it's yes. the same building where the Future Primitive premiere happened. And then it's the Blue Tile Lounge in Animal Chin. Do you remember where that was? No, I was no. too young. Nobody remembers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm guessing it's LA somewhere, but I have this crazy dream of finding where it is and I'm going to go there and I'll find like a little closet or some back room. Did you ask Stacy? I have not asked him. So I spoke with him at um, the Bones Brigade experience and I'm going to talk to him in January. What about, what about Johnny Rad? He doesn't remember. No, St I'm sure Stacy or, or Stasek would know. Lance wasn't sure. Mike V didn't know. Johnny Rad didn't know. I'm sure the answer's out there somewhere. So what about um Jim? He didn't know. Patrick, he didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I would imagine it's either probably torn down in some condos now, or maybe it's yeah, still but there. they would know like they would know at least where I want. Well, Stacy definitely does. Yeah. We'll figure it out one day. Yeah. Matt I was, and I, I have this just... silly dream. We're gonna go to like 
all the video locations or we'll have to come and you'll have to show us your poster and your pink rat bone shirt from the, the ring. I have my chin invitation. Oh, that'd be oh in the fortune cookie box. I mean, I just have the, I have the, the fold out you're invited. And then Stacy's handwritten note uh, to my mom and dad. actually. Yeah. Like Frank, if you need more tickets. um, Yeah. mm -hmm. All right, Tony, we'll let you go. I know I pitched you a half an hour and you've, uh, you've given us an hour. So I appreciate it so much. All right. I'm sure my my kids are going to thank you so much. I'm right. I'm about to get texted by my kids. What are we eating? (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. It's great to talk to you you guys. All right. Thank thank you. you. See ya. All right. And there goes Tony back to the, the green room back there. He's just chilling. It's probably the best green, green room he's ever been in. I know. I know. Here's a question for the audience real quick. Why does every craft services or green room have (laughs) the super large tub of red vines? That's what I want to know. I don't know that I (laughs) was aware that that was even a thing, man. You've been in more green rooms than I have. Is that a thing? Red vines? That's a thing. Red vines, those super big plastic like tubs. I don't know what it is, but they've all, they've all got red vines. Weird. Inquiring minds want to know. I don't, it's news to me. Yeah. But thanks again to Tony. That was super awesome of him to uh, jump, jump on with us today. But a couple of things that he said, I wanted to to uh, mention real quick. So, you know, skateboarding in the 80s, you know, when I think of him in that video, I think of him as having like kind of like the later segment. I mean, it's only seven minutes long, but he's like later in the video because Cab and McGill are first and then Mullen. But there is that opening montage where he does have the first trick. That's true. So he's got the first trick in the first skate video. So he's saying this is from 1981 skateboarding in the eighties is from 81. (laughs) So like the year before 1980 skateboard madness comes out, but that's still a film. Like you had to go to movie. Yeah. It's a movie, like a film. You had to go see it in a theater. So that's crazy. The first trick ever shown in a skate video, a proper a proper VHS yeah. released skate yeah. video. Yeah. He's got the first trick in the first skate video. That it's also wild cool. to me that skateboard madness was just one year before skateboarding in the eighties. Yeah. I don't know if hell Jepsen, I mean, there's a million different cuts of that. I don't even know. Yeah. He never stopped working on it. He was always just adding more and more, but it started, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of the footage is from the seventies, but I think right. it was officially released in 1980. Wild dude. Yeah. And also one more thing, like when I got into skateboarding, 1985, and you kind of learn about this world of, you know, there's professional skateboarding and there's magazines and you take a look into that world. Tony Hawk at my entry point was already like Tony Hawk, this larger than life figure in skateboarding. And he still is to this day and never, that never, never went away, never, never went away. That is just like crazy. Yeah. Even in, even in like the dark days of, Tony's mm-hmm. career when it was, you know, that middle section post 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s, he was still like a household name for sure. For sure, you know, like yeah. that, that never stopped. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it just reminded me. I remember seeing a Tony Hawk vert demo at this place called the Firehouse in St. Louis. I think it was a 95, 96. Okay. And there was a local band called Sinister Dane and they played, it was like the war. It was like the uh, holiday havoc. It was like, they played on the flat. 
okay. like behind the flat bottom while Tony, it was Tony, and it was supposed to be Christian Hasoy. Oh, wow. But Hasoy didn't make it. I'm not sure if it... Did that overlap was, with I think the, it uh, might have overlapped with his, when he went to, to prison. Okay. Um, so or got, got busted. Yeah, but I yeah. can't remember. I think Neil Hendricks might have subbed for a Christian... I don't think it was Andy Mack. I think it was Neil. I think it was Neil Hendricks. Is that right? Does that sound right? I don't it's, remember. I, yeah, I, that sounds like it. Could yeah, be a possibility. But it was supposed to be Hawk, Hasoy, and then there's, there was this. It was the real popular local band at the time, and uh, yeah, and I went to that. And but that was there was probably I don't know sixty people there. Oh, you know, kind of milling yeah, yeah. around. I mean, it yeah. wasn't a big deal at all. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But still, he was still Tony Hawk. Yeah, you know? that's massive. And everybody was psyched to see Tony Hawk skate. It was a, this guy, Glenn Stallings. He had this local uh, shop called Altered Altered Skates of America. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a very famous uh, plexiglass vert ramp that he was in the mags a few times and stuff. But it was like a pull-apart portable plexi vert ramp. And it was Tony and Neil Hendricks and some local dudes for just skating that. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Thanks again, Tony. And yeah. uh, we'd like to have you back sometime. We'll talk about the the old videos. And that would be that would be wow. super rad. Amazing, dude. Bucket list one right there for sure. For sure. All right, Matt, is it time? I think it is. And now the Bones Brigade Audio Show Mailbag. Okay. So we're back with the mailbag and we have Mark. And he writes, in the Video Yourself episodes mailbag section, both of you said you had never seen footage of Ray Barbie skating a vert ramp, and it would be cool to see that. Well, check this out. And Mark uh, actually sent over a link to a YouTube video, continuing with the email here. That video shows a Powell demo with Ray Barbie and Steve Size in Finland in 1989. The video starts with a spine ramp mini session, but at about 9.50, Both of them start skating a vert ramp. I love seeing footage like this, especially because Powell never showed Ray on a vert ramp back then. There's also another video of a Powell demo in 1989 where we see Ray Barbie on a vert ramp and he sends another YouTube link. The quality of that video is very poor and a bit blurry, but we got to see two runs of Ray Barbie at three minutes and 3.39. Love your podcast, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. You know what? It's funny. He He sent that over and I had actually seen that video that finland video before i had stumbled across it yeah, that's the and spine for- spine ramp yeah, yeah I had, i've seen that too and i just i guess we didn't i'd forgotten about it yeah. yeah i'd forgotten about it i don't know if i ever watched it all the way through actually now that i but i, I had seen it for sure mm-hmm. um anyway very cool thanks mark appreciate it yeah um, ray barbie yeah. on a vert ramp cool there's some ray barbie vert footage out there so go check it out um, all right. So Matt A writes, uh, in this is in regards to our holiday havoc episode. Uh, it was cool to hear you guys mention Jeff Jones in your last episode. I grew up in the same town as him, Brick, New Jersey. Jeff was sort of a local legend to the skate kids in town because he was a pro skater. In the early 90s, Jeff opened an indoor skate park, and my brother ended up working there. Eventually, we became friends with Jeff and skated with him all the time. One day, Jeff got a call from Tony Hawk and said him and the birdhouse team were nearby and were going to check out the park. Sure enough, they all walked in. It was absolutely amazing getting to watch Tony skate the 10-foot vert bowl. 
I was lucky to get to tell Jeff that Tony was on the phone and wanted to talk to him. He couldn't have been nicer to a 13-year-old skate rat, something I'll never forget. Anyway, I still talk to Jeff occasionally. He runs a traveling BMX show nowadays, and I recently dropped off some VHS tapes of us skating at his skate park. It's the only known footage of his park. So, man, thanks, Matt. Wow, thank you, Matt. I didn't know that. Do you know what that park's called, Larry? Have you ever heard about that? I probably have heard of it, but maybe I just don't know that Jeff Jones owned it. Yeah. Yeah. But he he's doing a traveling BMX show. Do you know what that I don't show know. is? Yeah, no I'll have idea. to look that up. No idea. Yeah, Jeff Jones, man. He was a ripper, dude. For sure. Those front side 540s. gotcha did. grind. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. He crushes it. All right. And then we got our friend, Mickey Bukovich. Nice. He writes in in regards to Holiday Havoc. I was at college in Santa Barbara at that time. The contest weekend came and I grabbed my camera gear and headed south on Highway 1. The more I thought about an arena contest, the slower I drove until finally turning <laughs> around about Ventura. I spent that weekend in San Jose instead of Anaheim skating curbs in Reap's Mini with my friends. So oh, Mickey, Rick, ducked on, Mickey ducked on the, on the holiday havoc. Skipped but... out. Skated <laughs> with Rick Reap's Moody. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. But hey. Yeah. You know. Thank you, Mickey. That's a good Definitely, story. Dude. Yeah. And there we go. That's the, that's the that's mailbag. It. Calling it. All right. We're calling it, dude. All right. Incredible uh, episode, man. Wow. What a, what a treat. Definitely. Tony Hawk, the man yeah. himself. Yeah. He even comes up in the one email. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Everybody, we would love to include you guys on our show. So please feel free to write in. The easiest way for you to do that is to go to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com. Click on our contact page. You can uh, email us there and send it in, and we will read it on a future episode. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Matt, anything else before we close out episode 49? No, I can't believe we're on almost 50 episodes. Wow, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's coming up fast. Jeez. A minor milestone for us, I guess. I would say so. Yeah. 50 episodes for any podcast is a reasonable number, I would say. For sure. Ah, I got nothing, man. All, All right. No problem. Thanks again to Tony. And we will be back again soon with another episode. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for Chin. Have a great night.
Ah. <laughs> Aloha, Mr. Han.